Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Dead Idea of Ahala podcast. I'm Gary Butterfield and this is the podcast. It's a variety podcast. I'm recording on a Friday night. Uh, you might hear some people outside my window keeping Portland weird. I, uh, I walked to the Safeway to get some, some energy drink because uh, I'm tired. And there are some people across the street twirling glowing hula hoops. Just having a good old-fashioned acoustic jam in the conversation pit uh, in front of their house. Just kind of bouncing ideas off one another. I keep hearing people shouting from over there. End of summer parties. I'm in my room talking to you. Just coming back from a skip week. Uh, as you may have noticed, it was mostly because of my birthday. Uh, thank you to those of you who wish me a happy birthday. I appreciate it. It was mostly a good one. Um, I always feel a little bit ambivalent about my birthday, but uh, this was mostly fun. Had some, you know, went out with some friends. Uh, my actual birthday, I just had my regular uh, kind of game night, which was fun. The day before my birthday, my coworkers took me out to the bar at four o'clock, shut down the office early, and proceeded to fill me with shots and got me face numb drunk. Um, you know what that means. And it was kind of slow onset. I'm a big guy, so it takes me a little while to feel it. And uh, then uh, kind of hilariously drove me home at, at 5.45. And uh, not to fault them, they all have wives and families and husbands and, and things to do. Not that they want to hang out with my drunk ass, but uh, it took me home at 5.45 to sit at home alone, face numb drunk. Like doorknob miss drunk. So I took that opportunity to uh, do some drunken interneting. I bought some things, you know, I ordered some Papa John's pizza. They have the best dipping sauces I've heard. So I decided to order their pizza um, and I was drunk. And I ordered the first three seasons of Breaking Bad on Amazon, which I've been meaning to get. So I mean, that could have been way worse. I could have ordered the first three seasons of gonorrhea from some 82nd and Powell prostitute or brostitute, or prostitute, uh, whoever was out working that night. Uh, but I didn't, I ordered some pizza and some DVDs. I bought ActRaiser on the virtual console, uh, drunken ActRaiser. Um, and uh, the night kind of called, you know, eventually Crystal came home. But uh, to me, the most hilarious moment, it kind of climaxed at me sitting on the floor, cross-legged with a pizza on my lap, just surrounded by cats and my boxers, just 100% wasted and nothing to do with myself. So that was pretty funny. Um, 31 now. I'm a middle-aged man. You know, you'll have to you'll have to deal with that. You know, but something I wish that I knew when I was young is that you never feel grown up. You know, I don't know if you felt this way too, but when I was young, I used to think that at some point I would just magically start feeling like an adult. And I thought, you know, 25 was an adult, and I thought 30 was an adult. And uh, you know, for any kids out there, you it never happens never happens like unless you you know are consciously kind of pretending it never happens like you just always just feel like you um, you still feel intimidated by people who are older than you you know sometimes you still uh, don't feel like you have a real life or you know, <laughs> maybe that's just me but um you know you, feel, you keep waiting for like real life to start kind of and that never happens so spoiler alert I feel like it's been a long time since we just kind of talked uh, you know, I did that uh, skip week. I also had that weird episode, or a couple weird episodes in a row that didn't involve 
me monologuing. You know, I like doing those kind of episodes. I did the one about PAX, my friend Nick. You know, and I spent a lot of time kind of making fun of PAX during that. But in actuality, I had a total blast. Went out there, you know, got up at 4 a.m., left at 5 uh, to try and make it when it opens. Because the people who I was going with were all super nice guys, but they really wanted to get into this Halo Fest thing, I guess. I don't know anything about the Halos. I know that they, they're brown space marines, and they fight generic aliens, and they're generic spaceships, and they all look like inside-out piles of Legos, and it's garbage. Um, at least from a design standpoint, they're probably fun games. But they look like shit, so I've never been interested in them. But uh, lo and behold, I found myself standing in line to get into Halo Fest. And the reason why, one of the guys who's there is uh, real mercantile about it. You know, because PAX, you get all kinds of stuff. We made fun of this in the, the episode. And I guess if you play your cards right, or even play them medium right, you uh, you get enough money to pay for, for your trip. And that's what I did. I, I stood in line, I did all these dumb little games, I took these little surveys about Halo. Also, I can get this, you know, little Halo goods I can now sell online. I felt fucking dirty. <laughs> like... I, I felt real scummy about it because it wasn't genuine. You know, I didn't like this stuff. I was just doing it to make money. But, uh, you know, I went through that, and, and lo and behold, all that stuff's worth a bunch of money now. And, uh, yeah, it was really fun. But one of the things that made me think about is, like, kind of gaming culture. And I hate that phrase. I think that phrase is really stupid. But, uh, you know, I've got this weird relationship with it. I, uh, you know, I love video games. I've always been a video game kid. I'm an indoor kid. Um, you know, I was only child. I didn't have tons of friends when I was little, you know, and even then when I did, you know, we spent a lot of time alone. So I spent a lot of time playing Nintendo and stuff, but, uh, like I don't associate myself with the culture, you know, because the culture is fucking retarded. You know, PAX, uh, it's put on by this web comic called Penny Arcade, which, uh, I don't like, I don't like their editorial attitude. I don't think they're funny. I don't think their jokes are good. Their drawing style, I think is responsible for this whole generation of like, Flash animation looking like Aaron insurance type drawings. And they kind of present this attitude that, uh, is real obnoxious all in, all together. You know, the, uh, the people who work the, the staff of the place called enforcers and, uh, they wear utilicilts. Like a lot of them wear utilicilts and they all look like dudes who would wear utilicilts. Um, if you don't know what a utilicilt is, it's like a regular kilt with more straps and, and buttons and it, it kind of looks like cable from X-Force. Uh, like Irish cable. It's, you know, Nathan McSummers, uh, his, his garb. And, uh, of course you look like an idiot looking, you know, wearing them. You look like an idiot wearing a kilt. I mean, I get, I get that it's an Irish thing. And, and some people who are, are Irish, and I'm part Irish, uh, you know, but some people who are Irish, you know, feel like it's okay to have heritage and, uh, and just wear kilts around in public. But it's such a screaming, uh, you know, begging for attention. You know, it just, you know, this weird, like, I, you know, I feel weird about culture in general. Like, I don't feel like I belong to any specific culture or heritage, and that's a, a subject for another show. But, uh, to me, wearing a utilicilt is kind of like a swastika. And I'll explain, um, because that sounds like a far-fetched thing. But you wear a utilicilt, and then your excuse is, or just a regular kilt even. Utilicilts are stupider. But you just wear, like, a kilt. You're essentially wearing a skirt in public, and you're a man. You're so openly defying these like kind of gender norms um, to draw attention to yourself, and your excuse is like, "Well, it's my my heritage. I'm I'm Irish. I'm representing that, or I'm Scottish, or what have you." Um, it reminds me of the swastika, where like 
swastikas will show up on on things and you always had that one guy who's like well actually the swastika is an ancient symbol uh, it was used by indians it means luck in japanese and, and everything and my response to that is always you know who who the fuck cares what what it used to be used for like the nazis used it do you remember you know 19 starting 1942 like that symbol no longer means what you think it means that it was a powerful enough force to co-opt it you know so you can say that you're just using it because it was an ancient symbol that meant luck or you can say that you're just using it because it's your, it's your proud scottish heritage either way though you're just kind of begging for attention um so these these guys and they're the kind of guys who want to be an authority a little bit they're like real neckbeards and grognards and, and stuff and you know kind of making fun of them it also makes me think about myself because me and my friends who we went with were really quick to be contemptuous of these people you know we were driving up and there's all these people in in costumes and and big you know goonie shit fat dudes and stuff and here i am in a car interested you know paying money to do the exact same thing these people are doing uh going to it big fat dude and just looking at these people like you pieces of shit you know <laughs> i have no no excuse for it it's a uh, unconsciousable unconscious unconscionable unconscionable Conscious the shell that they use in Lord of the Flies. Um, um, but it was it was bad behavior on my part. But still, you know, there's a little bit of it that's justified. You know, uh, the year that I went to PAX before, a couple of years ago, they were handing out these shirts. And they were the orange shirts and, and big white letters, like huge 72-point font on the front that said, This shirt doesn't smell bad. I'm not gaming enough. And, you know, it, it's a real big dog's attitude kind of like a game dogs attitude it's just real aggressive and real confrontational and kind of insecure you know in fact and and one of the things i did when i went was i tried to keep track because i wanted to uh to make note of the worst t-shirt i saw because you get this many game dogs in uh, in one place and you're gonna get some bad t-shirts and uh at first you know i thought i saw i thought i saw the winner right away it was a shirt that had the, it was like a Goodfellas font, and it showed Waldorf and Statler from the Muppets. I like those characters. I like the Muppets quite a bit. But that Goodfellas font, you know, that wasn't going to be good. And uh, it said, uh, Baldfellas. So, so that doesn't even rhyme. Uh, the Muppets don't have anything to do with Goodfellas. It's just taking two things and bashing them together. And someone saw that shirt and was like, Bald fellas. And and bought it. So I thought that was going to be the worst shirt. Then I saw, you know, there's an animated gif online that is uh, Mario having sex with Princess Peach from behind. They're both fully clothed. Every time he thrusts, he gets a one-up. It's kind of a gross gif anyway. It doesn't have anything, you know, it's pretty contrary to the spirit of Mario. But um, this guy had a shirt where Peach, uh, <laughs> was the same thing, but Peach was clearly dead. Like, she had X's for eyes. Like, she's dead. And it's like Mario just, like, butt-raping a dead peach. Which is exactly what Shigemaru Muramasu uh, had in mind when he created the Super Murbros. Um, You know, so that was, that was fucking dumb. But, you know, speaking of that kind of, like, that big dog, game dog insecurity, there's a lot of insecurity there. Um, we went to go get swag bags, which is, like, the bag that everybody gets full of stuff. And uh, we went up to a guy, you know, a utilikilt guy, and uh, we had gone to Halo Fest, so we were getting there a little bit late. 
And we're like, hey, we're, we're here to get our swag bags. Just like normal people asking for something. And I swear, like, in the most, you know, condescending, shitty way, like, he looks at me and he's like, if you're serious about getting a swag bag, you've got to get here before 11 o'clock. And then says, I'm not, I'm 100% not exaggerating. This douchebag, like, looked at us just like regular people. Just, you know, he's just a regular guy. We're regular humans. Looked at us like that and, and said that to me. Like, what an asshole. What, a, like, a power-starved little pissant. You know, we, we got on an elevator, and I asked, I was like, is this elevator going up or down? And this guy looks at me and goes, there's like a little light, there's a little button on the front you can look at? And I was like, excuse me. You know, uh, I you know, I didn't uh, didn't consider that, uh, you know, your, your, the value of your time telling me whether the elevator is going up or down. You know, so there's these kind of, there's like a, some douchebag overlap, just kind of insecure. People take it very seriously who are in it for some reason. You know, we were handing out our Nas Energy Teeth. I'd encourage you to go to YouTube and search Nas Energy Teeth if you haven't looked at the video I put together. But one girl turned to my friend Nick and she's like, we're here for games. You know, just like super serious. And I think part of the reason why some of these people are so serious is because they're, you know how they're like single issue voters? And they're kind of like single issue humans. You know, like I, my relationship to like nerdy culture, you know, like I, I like all that stuff. Like wizards, dragons, manticores, uh, you know, played tons of magic when I was younger, tried to, you know, give it a shot again now that I'm older and I couldn't really get into it, but I still like it. I'm still interested in it. I play the computer game. Like, you know, I, when I'm at thrift stores, I get old D and D books. Like I love all that art. I love all that shit, but I laugh at it and it's just a part of me. And I think these people are so, def you know, some of these people, the worst of, of this uh, group and maybe the worst of any subgroup. I don't know if I'm making any kind of larger point about games, but the worst of these people, this was what defined them. You know, they were a gamer. Yo, I'm a gamer. I'm into games. And it's just this whole, you know, single, there's these people who are so narrowly focused. To me, that's a real, that's a real turnoff. So that's turnoff one of this. You know, I love all this dorky stuff. I can get behind anybody being into just about any, any dub hobby, but it shouldn't be the only thing that they, they are. It reminds me, um, I had a brief period in which I, I dated. Uh, most of my relationships have been really long-term relationships. But I had this weird date period. I went on this date with a girl from the uh, the Onion Personals. And uh, I was super nervous because I didn't really date in high school. In high school, I had one long relationship. Got out of high school and got into another long relationship and kind of missed my, my dating time. So me and this girl, you know, we were going to go on a, a casual kind of cheap date. So we went and got some, some dinner somewhere. And then I wanted to walk around the woods and collect kind of grab some rocks and stuff because I had hermit crabs at the time. This weird period where I was pretty interested in hermit crabs. And uh, I talked about them a lot because I was nervous. And then afterwards I thought about it and I was like, man, she must have thought that like I go home to a hermit crab shaped house and I use hermit crabs as currency and I just watch hermit crab races all day, you know, because that's all I talked about. And that's how I feel about some of these like gamey people. You know, I think it's important to have like a rich and textured you know, life. It's okay to be dorky, you know, if it's fantasy football, which again, as dorky as fucking D&D, &D, or anything you're into, it's important to be into, into many things. The other part of the gaming culture, though, that really bugs me is uh, the the maleness of it, the just, like, pure bonerosity. Like, there's so many things that are just meant to appeal to the worst in people, uh, in men, just kind of like, you know, booth babes, and those are just, you know, models that, like, 
these poor models who who get hired you know well here you know you have to dress up like an elf and just stand here and just follow like the sweatiest most like shallow kind of gross men just ogle you and uh i'm not saying you know they're being manipulated or anything but it's not you know it's gross that there's a, a demand for that we were making fun of nas energy and uh the reason why is because one their booth had this like sports announcer jag off who's just you know nas energy is the only you know and and uh, base that character on them. But then also there's these, these slinky, like, slinky little girls and spandex tubes whose dads didn't love them. And, like, he used to, just, you know, staying around just, like, smiling with these fucking Joker rictus grins plastered to their face. It's just disgusting. And, you know, it even comes in the game design. There's all these, you know, naked women and, and cleavage and stuff. And it's just gross. You know, you shouldn't think sexual things about video games. Like, sex and video games don't mix. It's just not... Sex and any of those kind of like hobbies, you know, to me don't mix. Like there's a, there's that, there's a book that's like the erotic guide to D&D. And, uh, man, who, you don't not want to play D&D with people who have that book. You know, even really as a joke, like it's pretty fucking gross. I don't know if that makes me, you know, humorless or, or, uh, prude about sex or whatever. But, uh, I, I find that aspect of these, the subculture specifically really annoying and disgusting.
I have had two funny encounters on Portland public transit in the last three weeks I want to talk about. First one, it's very recent. I was on the Max Line going to game night, and when I get onto the train, there's like a presumably homeless, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but kind of a homelessy, big fat black dude wearing a plain white t-shirt and sweats, and he's kind of like, you know, you like fist a beer, it doesn't mean that you like, you know, rectally penetrate a beer, it just means that you have a beer in your fist, and it kind of becomes part of your fist. He had that with a McDouble. He's just like fisting a McDouble in one hand. He's surrounded by 10 young Japanese girls that are kind of like all weirdly perfect. Like I don't, you know, I don't fetishize Japanese women. I don't mean in a sexual way they're perfect. I mean they were impeccably dressed and clean and totally symmetrical and, uh, you know, looked like they, they looked like dolls in a, in a weird way. You know, they were like Japanese schoolgirls. They were college students, uh, presumably, because this was near PSU. But, um, so he's surrounded by ten. And I'm not exaggerating, there are ten of them there. And it took me a minute to figure out what he's doing, because I always wear headphones uh, when I'm out in public, because uh, I use it as a defense. And, uh, but I eventually, you know, I turned down the music because something interesting was happening. He was using two fingers, and he was explaining to the girls the difference between thick and thin. And he takes one of his fingers, and he says, Now this, now this, ladies, now this is thin. And they, they all kind of nod. And then he takes his two fingers and kind of thrusts them a little bit. Like, you know, um, if you're trying to really get in there and grab the Grafenberg spot, or, uh, you know, if you, if you take your left hand and you make your, your thumb and forefingers into some kind of hangina, and then take your other hand and you're trying to mime sex. Like, um, there's a, a deaf person and you want to ask him if they want to make $20 the hard way. You know, when you, you do this little motion. So he takes his two fingers, kind of thrust them forward a little bit. Like, not hugely, you know, not exaggeratedly, but, you know, maybe an inch forward. And he says, uh, he says, Now this, this is thick. And I'm, my mind is blown. At this point, I'm literally just, you know, my brain is exploding this is happening. And one of the girls looks at me, and I wish you could see it, what I'm what I'm doing right here. I'm I'm smiling as wide as I can, and my eyes are wide as open as I can. Like, I'm trying to look like an emoticon. She just looks at me with this, you know, just the this huge look of, of absolute delight. And I don't know if maybe, uh, you know, at the time, I'll admit that I was kind of like, oh, I wonder if these girls, you know, speak good English. And I, I hope that's not racist. I, I partly thought that because they were, uh, there was a crazy homeless dude holding court and showing them the difference between thin and thin with, uh, you know, man hand on vagina manual sex motions, kind of sign languaging that he was going to rape them with his hands. And uh, so I assumed that they didn't understand because I figured they'd move to another car. Or get out of there, or at least not be so interested. Like they looked like uh, the the morning, Christmas morning, and uh, you know they, they're just staring at him. So I assume they didn't. But maybe she spoke English and she was thinking the exact same thing I was. Like she's just like, "Are you fucking seeing this shit?" Uh, and that's what I hope so. Otherwise, though, she was just you know kind of innocently amazed. And it was sad. And I didn't call the transit cops. I just got off the the max. Second story I have. 
Uh, I was coming back from a friend's house with my wife, and uh, we get on the bus, and there's a guy, just like a regular dude with a hat, long straw-colored hair, kind of has that, you know, that looking off into the distance but concentrating look. You know, like he's diffusing a bomb like a hundred miles away with his mind. And he's sitting there, and uh, sitting near him is like a meth witch. And uh, by that I don't mean, you know, like a delicious sandwich that's full of, you know, ice-cold action knives that stab your muscles and crunches. I'm talking about somebody who looks a little bit like somebody's haunted aunt. You know, just like a, like a witch. You know, like the movie witches or uh, like a Halloween witch. And they're having a conversation that is incredible. Like, uh, and, and I do... So I, I try not to brag. I do only do a few impersonations really well. I think, obviously, Macy Gray. My Macy Gray is indistinguishable from real life. But I'm do, I do a really good impersonation of this guy. And uh, it takes me a little while to realize that this is a conversation I should be listening to. Um, so he says, he's kind of staring forward, and he says, he's like, Yeah, you guys must get out a lot. You guys must use the bus all the time to get around. And, uh, and the, the meth witch is like, Well, not so often. I mean, sometimes we do. And I, she has this fucking weird little munchkin voice. Um, you know, I might be exaggerating that one. I do the guy the guy really well. I might be exaggerating her. But uh, she does this kind of like munchkin voice. And he's just, you know, Yeah, you guys are really nice to talk to me. A lot of times people don't want to talk to me. I just get on the bus and nobody will say anything. And, and she's like, Well... I thought you were very nice and articulate. Uh, you seem like a very nice young man. Yeah, it's nice to make a friend. And at this, at this point, it's it's fucking sad as shit. Unfortunately, we weren't on for very long, so I didn't hear too much of their conversation. But I left on this hilarious note. Like, check out this cliffhanger. Uh, I, <laughs> I feel like it's out of nowhere. And he says uh, something like, Yeah, I can make all kinds of dinners. I can make vegetables and pizza. And then just as we're getting off the bus, the, the meth witch says, Hmm, uh, well you must have a lot of dishes then. <laughs> so, so, so that was the, the, the height of conversation that they were having. You know, I, if, uh, if you can make both vegetables and pizza, um, you have to have lots of different kinds of dishes. You can't use the same dish for vegetables that you use for pizza. Um, you use a dish for pizza. You know, obviously she was just trying to be polite. Um, you know, when we missed the the ending of the movie where, you know, she sucks him off for ten dollars to buy meth. Uh but yeah, so that was pretty hilarious. And it kinda of made me think for a minute that like maybe, you know, by wearing my headphones and closing myself off to the world when I'm on transit, you know, maybe I'm missing other hilarious things. Um but I, I just I hate being being approached. Obviously it happens a lot with homeless people. It also happens, you know, Portland has a real clipboard problem, like people with, with clipboards walking around. And that's uh, that's even a little bit more troubling. You know, homeless people, I can just say I don't carry cash on me. But uh, clipboard people, you know, even if, I, if I'm if i into what they do, I don't, I don't give a shit. Like Planned Parenthood has been all around, and I love Planned Parenthood. I want uh, girls to be on the pill. I want condoms to be, you know, free everywhere. Um... You know, I'm I'm way in favor of people, con you know, having the right to control their own birth. But uh, Planned Parenthood comes up, and you know, I don't have a minute for them. And nope, I, not gonna happen. You know, I do not have 30 seconds for Planned Parenthood. It makes me think that, uh, you know, kind of a plan. If uh, if I ever like hit total rock bottom, I have two ideas. Uh, one of which is to go be a bucket drummer for a year. 
Like I like bucket drumming. Um, I think I'd be good at it. Uh, the other one though is to get a clipboard and like a smile and a lanyard and just start stealing from people. Because if somebody walks towards you with a clipboard and they have a smile on their face, you avert your fucking eyes. Like you look away and I feel like those people could just get away with anything they want to if uh, if they put their minds to it. You know, just it's like a cloak of invisibility. Uh, get a clipboard, be invisible, rate and review this show on iTunes, and listen to Watch Out for Fireballs. A new episode drops on Thursday. It's about mist. Thanks. Dead Idea Bahala, your source for podcasts, music, comedy, rants, Macy Gray, smoothies, hobos, behendrahenen, and much, much more. Go to the website. Dead Idea Bahala. Come on, join me.